Okay, good morning. Today's class is in the Schut of Lunishmat Yerachimel Ben Gedalia, also Lunishmat Bahia Bat Bracha, Bahia Bat Shmuel, and Bizrat Hashem, successor of the Shavar Vak, Adil Ben Shavar, Shavar Ben Shavar, Emel Shavar, and Reina Maka, Vatova Basha. Bizrat Hashem, I have no events planned, but I'm going to plan something, Bizrat Hashem. Um, it was an amazing, amazing weekend to have Rabbi Rush. Being with Rabbi Rush, praying with Rabbi Rush, seeing him in his house. I have no idea how much time Rabbi Rush spent in his bodhidut in my backyard. And it was an unbelievable, unbelievable experience, his energy, etc. And he definitely left me with a positive, a positive ruach in my house. That I can guarantee you. There's a very positive ruach in my house. Hashem. So today's class is an amazing concept. Rabbi Nachman says here, we're going to take from the book called The Soul of the Torah, which is Lekut Yitzfilas, Lekut Halachas, and we're also going to take from Rabbi Nachman's Lekut um, Halachas also on the Torah rising in the morning. I want to start. We know this part of the week says, Abraham saw the visitors and didn't want to trouble him. The visitors saw him, they didn't want to trouble him, but he ran towards them. Abraham Avinu saw them and he ran towards them. We know that he was, he was, he ran, it was hot and God made it so that he wouldn't have to see them, but he saw the opportunity and he ran towards them. And he, and he prostrated himself earth, earth, earthwards. So Ramnathan says something very beautiful. He says, enthusiasm and emuna are related. Your enthusiasm on anything, how you wake up, which we're going to get to the whole, the whole, the whole Torah, which is beautiful. How your enthusiasm, your enthusiasm, your energy level is connected to your level of simcha and simcha is emunah. So it's all connected. Enthusiasm, simcha and emunah. Just like when you hear good news, you jump and dance. Opposite is true also. When we connect it, when we have a bad ruach, we're not enthusiasm. We have no enthusiasm, we have sadness and we can't move. Chazal tells us that it's a mitzvah to run with enthusiasm to synagogue or any mitzvah matter. Because it shows God that this is, what you're, this is important to you. Your attitude. Our attitude is a big, it gets, gets questioned in heaven. It's not, you could say something, you can ask your, your son, do me a favor, give me a cup of water, and he brings it to you with the face of, uh, you know, uh, Australia right now. <laughs> I don't want the water. Your enthusiasm, your level. And if you're not at that level, then you have to cry out to God. Why am I not at that level? Why am I not? Where's my enthusiasm? We can't just settle and say, this is the problem today. You give a diagnosis to somebody, he's clinically depressed, the guy's done. He's a label, he's done. On this, done. This is the concept today, which I'm very nervous about. People get labels, this is who I am, and that's it. That's my limitation. This is, a, this is a Greek mindset. This is a limited mindset. God forbid, you have no idea where you come from. And when somebody gives you a limited mindset, such as a doctor or some, yes, you could have a flaw. I'm sure I have ADHD. I'm sure I have, everybody has anxiety, but we don't give energy to labels because we, we don't want to become defined by them. We don't want to be defined by a label. God forbid. That means your life stopped. That means you go to sleep. That's it. This is who you are. I'm big boned. I can't lose weight. I'm big boned. No, stop eating big bones and you'll lose weight. This is to break the limitations. God, so many limitations. I, I tell you right now, if I would label these classes, I would say, you know nothing 
break every single limitation. Because that's where it's all coming from. It's coming from the, the limited mindset, God forbid. And this is all a lack of faith, which is a lack of renewal, because if you had Muna, you believe that God could change everything in a minute. In fact, if we were just paused for a reflection, we would look honestly at life's ultimate purpose. There would be no question. We would run to, to, with, a, with great joy and enthusiasm to synagogue or any opportunity that we have. For this constitutes our vitality and our belief in it. Ultimately, nothing else remains. Now, wealth, at the end of the day, I spoke yesterday, the other day, there's no moving companies in the cemetery. Nothing else is moving. All that comes to you is what you did in this world, what you gave in this world. That's all you have. Believe me, it showed me going to the cemetery a few times. What is this? What, am I, what are we running after? What are we running after? What are we running? What are we running? How many, how many arguments people get into? For what? Be buried in the ground. You come from the ground and you're going to get buried in the ground. You want to be happy in life? Stay grounded. Stay humble. Stay, become less self-centered. Bottom line, you come from the offer and you're going to be buried in the offer. Very important message. After death, the only thing that remains is, is what we have, what we were able to snatch in this world. What, what did you get? What did you snatch in this world? But somebody who knows that he's far away from God, he really should be happy at least to do a mitzvah. And this is what Rashi says, when Abraham saw meant Abraham understood, this meant that Abraham understood his life's purpose. When you have a why, you don't need to know how to find a how. <laughs> when you get that why in life, there's no how. How doesn't exist. It happens. When you want to wake up in the morning and do Hatzot, God will wake you up in the morning. But if you don't have that why, then the how is going to be the bigger question. This, that led him, because he knew he, his whole attribute was Hadassat Rahim. Abraham was in each chesed. His whole attribute was chesed. For him, when he saw an opportunity, he ran after it. He ran after it. Rabbi Rush sees an opportunity to go pray for Kali Yisrael. All day, all day long he's doing it. He sees an opportunity. We don't see those opportunities because we're too stuck in our own heads. But when you recognize that, even Shalom Bayit, if you know that God's in your house, if you know that God's in your house and you have Shalom Bayit, what would you do for Shalom Bayit? And that's a question for myself also. I need to work harder. I need to look at more of an opportunity. Shalom Bayit is an opportunity. It's not an obligation. If it's an obligation, you're burdened by it. You don't want to deal with it. Very, very important to have that opportunity versus obligation mindset. It is then Abraham prostrated himself earthwards. This expresses is that Abraham nullified his ego. And because to the extent that he nullified his ego, he's able to get God's light. And he was able to see the, the, the mitzvah and he sees the chesed he saw the light in every single every single opportunity spiritual opportunity that we have today unfortunately we don't have that because we lost our emunah and we're chasing other things this is exactly what Rabbi Nachman says the connection between zerizut and emunah there's a direct connection how you wake up in the morning and your level of faith and your level of simcha bottom line if I'm not le- whole, wanting to get up in the morning basically faith wakes you up sadness makes you go to sleep Sleep is not just a, a concept of sleeping. Sleep is a mental state of mind. I don't want to deal with life right now. Don't want to deal with it. I want to check out. That's what sleep means. Judgment comes to sleep. Our sages say one sixtieth of sleep, one sixtieth of death is sleep. So sleep, when you have a munah, sleep is good. It refreshes you. But when you don't have a munah, 
sleep is not good for you. Sleep means sleep means it's putting you it's putting you you're avoiding life. You're avoiding life. God forbid. God forbid we have 21 year olds, 22 year olds, 23 year olds smoking and sleeping all day long, waking up at one o'clock in the morning. You hear these calls that what? What? One o'clock in the morning? Is it, what o'clock in the afternoon you're waking up? Shem Yerazel. One o'clock in the afternoon? One o'clock in the afternoon? You hear stories. People waking up one o'clock in the morning, waking up at 11 o'clock in the morning. I want to wake up when my body feels like it. This is the problem. We need to wake up. Rabbi Nachman says we start our day by getting up from sleep promptly and eagerly in order to serve our Creator. Rabbi Nassim says, you could wake up in any case, either to thank him or to cry out to him. Either way, you got to wake up in the morning. Because there's times when you're going to go, your days are going great, you go with gratitude. And there's times you have to wake up because you got robbed. You got robbed. And you need to go, go get yourself back. Rabbi Nachman says, the treat of Zerizut, which is alacry, which is brazenness, is associated with emunah and belief in Hashem. You tell a guy, listen, yeah, I can't wake up. But really, we're going to go on vacation tomorrow. Believe me, this guy's the first one packed his bag. He's the first one on the plane. Go tell a guy, oh, I need to, no, go get a passport to go. I need, you need a passport to go on vacation. Don't worry, he'll be in the first immigration line. He will make sure his documents are there. Because wherever we focus, that's where energy flows. The Shulchan Aruch says a person should strengthen himself like a lion to rise up in the morning. So he's the one that wakens the shachar. He's the one that wakens the, dark, the darkness. This means he wakes up, he should rise with zerizut, without a trace of sluggishness. So you have to really, honestly, you have to really make pre-commit. When you're going to wake up in the morning, what I do is I put my phone really far away. So I, I'm forced to walk to the phone. If the phone is right next to me, snooze. If I walk, if I have to walk to the phone, already I'm up. So I know already the Yitzhar wants to put me to sleep. But if I'm already walking, and then right next to that is my power drink. So I'm almost pre-committed that, here's, get your phone, here's your, your power drink, there you go, I'm up. So you have to almost pre-commit. Like you want to go work out, put your sneakers next to you. Put your sneakers next to you right out of bed. Get pre-commit, don't... Because remember, we have a decision fatigue in the morning. This, this, if we don't make rash decisions in the morning, we end up right away going to sleep. Mel Robbins has this concept of five-second rule. Interrupting the, 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 if you don't make a decision within five seconds, science tells you, you're gonna, go, you're gonna end up going back to sleep. So you have to really pre-commit. Put your phone very far away. You have to walk to it. It annoys the heck out of you. Baruch Hashem, thank God my daughter wakes me up. Can you change my diapers? That's my new alarm clock. So she gets before the, I'm forced to go, 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 go with her and I'm up already. And then I have, a call, and then I have my, my power drink and boom, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to go. But if you're really thinking about it, how to get up in the morning, you have to really sort of pre-commit the night before. It's, it can't be, I want to wake up in the morning how I feel. No, it has to be a pre-commitment. Pre-commit. Very, very important. Because this shows your intention. Also, when you have, and you're begging God to wake up in the morning, now you could, everything becomes a spiritual aspect. I can eat, God, I want to eat healthy so I can wake up in the morning with energy. You can go work out, God, give me energy so I can wake up 
So now all of a sudden the workout became sanctified. The eating became sanctified. Everything now that you're doing is for the sake so you can wake up with energy, which is showing a munah. Ramnathan is going to tell us something beautiful. Because sometimes the energy itself will give you the munah, and sometimes the munah will give you the energy. It works both. Sometimes your munah is not there. So you need to create that energy to create the motion to, get, to change the emotion. You understand? When the emotion's not there, you need to create change motion. And the motion will change the emotion. But when you have the emunah, then that will create a different motion. You understand? They both work, he says, they both work together. Kabbalah teaches that at night, a diminished of emunah ascends among the klipot. At night, we know the first half of the night, all the, the, the shechina goes into the exile, goes into the klipot. At Hatzot, at midnight, it comes back and it rises. So we have to basically go and, and cry out and, and take advantage of that opportunity that, we, we, that we, we, we're, we're breaking the sleep. And the trait of Zerizus is an element of Emunah. Rabbi Nachman writes that a person's Zerizut is an indication of his level of Emunah. You want to know what your Emunah level of Emunah? Your energy level. Your energy level and your Emunah are, are directly correlated are directly correlated. No, and you can't tell me you have emunah if you have no, if you're walking around like like a Tisha B'Av with no energy. Your face, Rav Nachman says, is your level of emunah. You have appearance. You have a you have a physic. It's a physical thing. It's an energy level. It's a consciousness where you could see people with emunah completely change. Go on a date. You see a person with emunah. Wow, what an energy that person has. Where is that energy coming from? Where is the energy coming from? A power plant. It's coming from. Emunah. Emunah gives you energy. The Shekhinah, the Shekhinah is Emunah. So you have the, the Shekhinah on your face. The opposite is true also. You have darkness on your face. So nothing's going to tell us here how, how, why, why, why we're putting to sleep in the first place. Kabbalistically speaking, sleep signifies a dormancy of the Mochim. Dormancy of the Mochim means man's mental faculties and a suspension of his dot. Again, another correlation. To the extent that I have no, that my dot is not complete, my my mind is not complete. Dot changes your. We always say this many times. Change the meaning, you'll change the feeling. But if I don't have the ability to change the meaning, I want to change the feeling. How can I change the feeling without changing the meaning? You can never change the feeling without changing the meaning. And if you can't change the meaning, if you don't have the proper perspective, and perspective is rooted in consciousness and dot. It's all. It's all formula. To the extent, the more I grow spiritually, the more I'm learning, the more I'm working on myself, the more dot I have. The more dot I have, the, that signifies I have a, a new perspective on something. And that new perspective gives me a new meaning, and a new meaning gives me a new, new feeling. So you'll feel better once you become, you have more dot. Because you're going to give things a different meaning. Lesson, Rav Nachman says in Lesson 155, he teaches that where a lack of emuna begets slothfulness and sluggishness in serving God. A vibrant amuna motivates a person to zerzut and joy and enables him to overcome any obstacle that he has towards a spiritual growth. We say many times, are you threatened by life or are you challenged by life? My level of amuna will determine if I'm challenged by life or life is a threat to me. If I believe life is a threat, I'm going to go straight into anxiety. If I believe life is a, is, is a challenge, I'm going to go into excitement. You're either walking around with excitement or you're walking around with anxiety. Bottom line, that energy has to be there. What are you doing with that energy? Where is it channeling? 
Matt, I told this to my clients yesterday and my patients in the rehab. Yet. Imagine if you looked at all your child and looked at them as challenges instead of threats. Would you be here today? The answer was a unanimous no. They would not be here today because they would be growing through the challenges instead of running away from them and believing they couldn't handle it. So they use, God forbid, uh, any forms of substances to stop that pain. Kabbalah teaches that emunah equates with the shechina. Emunah is the shechina. You ever want a shechina in your life? You need emunah. Shechina is a female aspect, which in turn is synonymous with the sephira of machut. And this is what Reb Nachman says in Lesson 49, that God's intent of His creation was to reveal His machus, His kingship. His kingship is revealed through faith. You want to reveal God's kingship? How do I reveal? How do I get to know God today? Faith. Machut means faith. My, my level of faith is whether or not I approve my Creator or I do not approve my Creator. And the whole reason for existence was emunah. This is the whole reason why God created the world. To reveal his God created the world, he, had, he, he was ain't self. He was all light. But he says, what am I going to do with all, all light, with no people serving, serving me? How could I, people get to know their creator without faith? This is exactly how you get to know your creator, through the element of machut, which is faith. The Arizal teaches us that at night, the machut, the level, faith goes down into the darkness. It descends into the lower worlds, in this aspect of, and remember, very importantly, for the first half, second half of the night, what are you doing? You're crying out for the Beit HaMikdash. The Beit HaMikdash is your mindset. We're referring to the Beit HaMikdash as not a temple that happened hundreds of years ago, thousands of years ago. Beit HaMikdash is my consciousness. I'm building my consciousness. Our sages say a person is dot, is considered like he's building the Beit HaMikdash, person with no dot, considered like he destroyed the Beit HaMikdash. So what I'm really doing at night, I'm doing a spiritual elevation to wake up. This is why I'm telling you right now, the hardest thing is, if you can break that night in your life, if you can break those heavy mornings, you will get so much momentum in your life across the board, across the board. Because the hardest thing to do is sleep. It's the hardest. That's how I began with, my, with the classes. Only because I was able to all of a sudden, it was the three weeks, I started waking up at Sot, and I, it was very difficult for me. But the energy I got during the day, I couldn't understand. I had more energy than I slept all day, because the energy is not from your sleep or your body. Energy is definitely from being spiritually excited, and very, very important. Thus, the world is darkened with sin. Faith is trapped among the forces of evil. So when you're waking up at Sot, you're waking up, and you're elevating the darkness. I'm not telling you you can be sad. I'm not telling you it's a human condition to be sad, obviously. You can have a broken heart, which is normal. But that's also something to wake up for. To cry out with the Shrina. I have a broken heart, God. I, this happened to me in my life. That happened to me in my life. But the Shrina is also crying. So you can cry out in a broken heart. Sadness just says, I'm not dealing with any of this nonsense. I'm not dealing with this. I'm not dealing with that. I'm done. This is what sadness does. And sadness turns into, God forbid, into sicknesses. And what's being, who's sick? It's the soul that's sick. Because the soul is suffocated and not getting any sustenance. This is why healing begins with happiness. This is the reason why healing begins with happiness. Because there's no, there's no infusion of energy. Rabbi Nachman says, We see that person's root is strengthened by his emunah. As the Shulchan Aruch says, it's also the other way. The emunah increases his irizuzah. We just said that before. It's funny, sometimes when you're working out, you have no energy. 
So where's, it's funny, when you have no energy, sometimes it's good to start with your legs. It's funny, legs itself is also a munah, by the way. Your legs are your munah. Your feet are is malchut. Because the, the largest muscle in your body is your legs. That gives you the testosterone to give you the energy for the, for the, for the upper body. So everything, everything, when we, it, it shows us that when I'm, when I'm exhausted, it's because the klipot, the f- negative forces have attacked my feet. So I need to strengthen my feet. I need to strengthen. I need to create, run. I need to move. Because the movement, will, will, that new movement, gets rid of the concept of the stale air. And this is the meaning. He's the wake in the shachar. Who and who has the right to build, to build and magnify and awaken the shachar is the aspect of a yelat shachar. This refers to the shechina, which refers to a, the, a yelat shachar is, a, is a, um, a deer, a mountain deer. She's always craving. And this corresponds to the idea of breaking with the excessive desire for money through which the tzaddikim are able to elevate souls. So one of the reasons Rabbi Nachman's telling us black and white, the reason you're going to sleep is because typical Miami, typical world, either make money or die trying. That's pretty much the halacha that you, have, you get in Miami. Make money or die trying. That means, what does that mean? That means if I'm not making it, I'm going to do whatever I am to die trying. But guess what? I will be killed spiritually. Because once I have sadness, there's nothing that's going to make you more sad than not making money. And that force of forcing it and, 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 and anger and resentment and, and God abandoned me and, and questioning God and, and uh, being in the wrong lane. Successful people attract things. They don't ch- they're not exhausted chasing things. They say, if this is not for me right now, it's not for me right now. I've been there and done that already. As a, as a gambler, the greatest lessons I got in my life were, were gambling. Greatest lessons I got. So I applied a new formula to everything in my life. Sit back, have a moon, and let your creator bless you. Instead of run after, because you have low self-esteem, you're running to go make money. When At that time, the wrong type of money will kill the guy. Because the guy doesn't have a keili. Very, very important concept. So if, it's, if money is putting us to sleep, God forbid... That's a sign, even worse. That means you have dinim, you have God forbid judgment. So now you're not waking up in the morning, then you're waking up with, all the, with lack, and you're going to do silly things to get that. Instead of wake up in the morning, give charity. This is exactly what we do when we give, we dive in. We wake up in the morning because we're saying, you are controlling the whole world. What, am I, what is this illusion of making money? I have to make a hishtadlut. I have to make an effort. I have to have that. But at the end, I have to know when to pull back and to recognize it's my business, your business, me, 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 me. Fool, it's coming to you from God. If you haven't gotten that lesson today, you're gonna, be, you're gonna make money or die trying. And this is why a lot of the people, they don't see the money in spirituality, so they're not interested. They're not interested in it because they're a bit too busy chasing. And this is so lusting. Guess what happens after you start chasing money? You get depressed. What do you think you're going to chase next? Food or sex? Bottom line. You don't just get stuck with that habit. You get stuck with it. You get another one right after. Food or sex comes next. If you're religious, probably food. If you're not, probably the, the other one. Bottom line. It's food or sex. Can't just, where am I getting the dopamine from? Where am I getting the dopamine from? How, how in the world am I going to get it? Or some other thing. Gambling. 
Gambling and women are very connected. Drugs, whatever it is, I'm getting the dopamine somewhere. Some, somewhere I'm not getting it. Not, I'm not getting it from Amuna. Got to get it somewhere else. This is the pattern. We don't have to, you don't have to, this is exactly the pattern. You wake up, if this is the, the main, your main purpose, I need to make money or die trying, which is, I hate to tell you, the majority of the world, then they end up with nothing. Zero. No spirituality. They die trying anyway. Because you don't, we never get 50% of what we want. So you die trying, and then you have no spirituality. And then you're dead. Spiritually dead, sad, depressed, anxious. Welcome to the world. This is exactly what you're seeing today. But we don't have to live like that. You could be successful and attract things. And if it's meant for you to have it, wonderful. If it's not, not wonderful. But also the lust of making money. People offer me deals every minute. Come, open here, open here, open here, open up another side here. Thank you. What? If I open up another side, then I can't give classes. So what? I can have a nicer car, another nicer car. Who cares? That itself, that itself is a mindset that your, your priorities are in the wrong place. And then obviously you'll have no time for your children. And then you have no time for your wife. And then you'll have other problems. <laughs> it's the beginning of, 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 a, of a big mess. Or we can sit back, have a muna, put a shtadlut, pray for the proper hishtadlut, and sit back and receive from the great hand above. But we need to decide what we want. Or we want to wake up be, being exhausted all day long with, with this problem. And then not wake up in the morning and not face the problem. God should help us all. I was there. I was, this is me. I know this. <laughs> this is me when I was 21, 22. This is me. I could literally write it. Busy, busy trying to make money. Didn't make it enough. Then gambling. And then all of a sudden, sadness. Got, went to the girls. And then all of a sudden, lost my whole head. Didn't want to even put on tefillin. And then I had a complete breakdown. And that's how I got Lekutit Tefillin. This is how I started Rekutikuna Klali. From this literally same recipe on how I came back to God. Exactly this. This is exact Torah. And this also, lusting for money equates a non-belief. Because remember, anger is a non-belief. Believing that you are, the, the money is coming from your hand. I was very nervous two years ago when Trump made that whole speech in February. My hands, my hands, my hands. That, that speech got me very nervous because there was no really God in the picture. We're doing this, we're doing this, we're doing this. And after that speech, you know what came out next? COVID. The whole God closed everything. Not saying that was the cause of the speech, but sometimes when we think, my, my, my mind, my hands, I'm the charge of everything, then that's it. That's the beginning of the fall for the person, unfortunately. Although God does give money to Reshaim, God gives money to wicked people who don't deserve it, etc. But that's also to test us also. That's also to test us, to test us. And this is so lusting money equates a non-belief, which is a night whose darkness represents a concealment of a munah. This leads to a concept of a darkened countenance. Your face, you have a smile. This is why Rabbi Rush, you have a smile on your face, you have a munah. You have a frown on your face, you don't have a munah. This is where he gets it. Kabbalistically, there's a light in your face, which is called the light of a munah which is a lightened countenance, and there's a darkened countenance, Ram Nachman says, which is a sadness. And that's coming from a, 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 the, the 70 faces of idolatry, and these 70 faces of idolatry are connected to sadness. 
and which are the aspect of one's sleep, which is the aspect of one's sixtieth. Whenever, whenever, bottom line is, whenever we get too stressed out in life, of work, of money, the first thing we do is we shorten our spiritual obligations and we enhance our numbing obligations. Because we don't want to deal with it. But that itself is a, is a sign of, a, of, I need to wake up and reset. When I get into that mode, we're even a little bit into that mode. I, I wake up in the morning, reset, reset. I need a major reset because I see where this is headed. I see where this is headed. I see where my mind, I can't even focus. I can't even, my head, I want to get, as soon as I start davening, I want to be over with it. That means my head's not in the right place. Time for a reset. This is why a person has to be mighty to wake up like a lion, which is a resolute of strong will. He breaks his sleep, which is comparable to death, which is comparable to desire for money. Then his emunah is revived. He's able to renew his soul and elevate things to elevate. And what happens is, just like I said before, if I wake up with energy, I strengthen my emunah. Sometimes you're tired in the gym and you, you get yourself some kind of you pull yourself together, you scream, you got to do it, and then that energy comes afterwards. The same thing, they both work together. The emotion and the motion, emotion and emotion, they both work together. And this is what Rab Nachman says, that between the desire for sleep and the desire for money, they both signify a diminished of a munah. It means you don't have a munah, because if you had a munah, you would give tzedakah, you would trust in your creator, and you believe that everything he's doing is for your benefit. If the deal doesn't go through, it's also for your benefit. Sometimes I say to myself, you know what? Thank God, Hashem, that deal didn't go through because what happens if that deal would have went through? I would have doubled up and put it into this deal and then I would have lost everything on this deal. So we don't know nothing. We, can't, we have to constantly remember that even deals not going through is, not, is, is also for the benefit. This is why we can't say, I can't wait to make this deal so I can breathe. Opposite. When you breathe, you'll start making the deal. And this is very, very important. Because we're all chasing this realm of this hungry ghost that will never be satisfied. There's a hungry ghost inside of us that always wants more and more and more, and it's never satisfied. The only thing we could do to save ourselves against this is giving charity. Giving charity and waking up in the morning is the opposite, is the complete opposite of this problem of sleeping and chasing money and being worried about things you cannot control. If it's out of your hands, get it out of your head. If it's out of your hands, get it out of your head. Because if it's in your head, it's going to put you to sleep. And if it puts you to sleep, you're going to a vicious pattern that first is the, the lack of faith, then is the, all of a sudden, everything else becomes sluggish, then the marriage goes, then the parenting goes, and Zeigesund. And then I pick up these Hasidic guys in, in uh in, in, through my classes uh, 10 years later. This is not, nothing new, guys. I've been there. I'm a businessman. I'm not a rabbi. I'm a businessman. I know the patterns. I've seen the patterns. When you're, when you're going down and you get blown out, 49 nothing. it's not the time to say, tomorrow I'll practice. What in the world? Lahabdil, Jordan, Kobe Bryant, the, the best of the best, when they lost the game, you know what they were doing? They were waking up at 3 o'clock in the morning to go shoot free throws. This is why Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant. Well, the other ones are celebrating a loss. God forbid you go through a divorce. You're not supposed to go have fun 
and party and get it out of your system. You're supposed to now rebuild. What are you celebrating? A breakage? What is there to celebrate? Nothing to celebrate. Get back on the horse and get remarried. You don't celebrate a loss. You celebrate a victory. This is a very, very important message that we should all have. It's a lot compounded in this Torah. And I strongly recommend it. That if you don't have faith, this is why Rabbi Rush's books, faith, 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 faith. Puts a smile on your face, gets you up in the morning, gives you a why, believes in the renewal creator. But we don't have faith, we fall to sleep. Sleep could also be drugs. Sleep could also be chasing, addictions. That's a sleep. That is a physical sleep. It's not only sleeping. You could wake up in the morning and all of a sudden smoke all day. That's also sleeping. <laughs> it's avoiding, avoiding that. And this is why we have to strengthen ourselves. Don't just talk about faith. You have to pray for it also, like Robert Rush said many times. Believe me, Friday, I gave that test and one fight causes 100 Parnassas. You have no idea how many arguments I got in that day. You have no idea. I said, what in the world? What in the world happened to me this today? It's because I should have prayed to say, you know, Hakshem, I just gave the class on this. I always get tested right after my class. And I didn't even say one word of prayer thinking that I have it in the bag. Oh, really? You have it in the bag? Let us see how, well, let's see what you can handle. All day long I got blitzed that day. I had a hundred arguments and zero parnasa that day, by the way. You should know that. Just to tell you, keep you humble. Don't think because you learned. Now you have to pray for it. Thank you, Hashem. Please, thank you. Let me have Imuna. Please save me from any arguments. Why are, we take, why are we walking around with all kinds of things that we think we deserve? No, you have to pray for it. You talk about it, you got to pray for it. On your level, this is your test. Maybe not for somebody else, but this is your test. Hashem, help us all that we should wake up. Wake up as early as possible. Put your alarm clock very far away from you. Don't check your phones in the morning. Don't check your phones in the morning. Don't spend your mind... The first morning, I'm going to do a whole class on that. On what happens to you physically and mentally in the mornings. Right away, you got to go straight into building a munah. You want to wake up in the morning? I need to build my munah. I need to show my creator that I'm excited for today. That's what I need to wake up. I need to show my creator that I'm excited that the world has just been recreated. Pretend you're waking up and it's January 1st. This is exactly how you have to wake up every morning. Like every single day is New Year's. New Year's Day. Today's January 1st. What would you do today if it was January 1st? It's exactly how. Because what are you believing? It's a new year. When you believe it, except for the parting the, the night before. But the first week of January, people normally wake up with a little more energy those, that, that January that week of January. Because they, they believe, they're looking for something new. They're excited to start fresh. This comes from a new belief that I'm going to have a good year. And then January 15th, everybody's back to Zaygazund. Everybody's back to sleep. But there's a reason why that energy comes. Is that it's a light of Ratzon. It's a light of Ratzon. God should help us all. Wake up in the morning, give charity, and believe your Creator has recreated the world. And you won't hold on to anything. You give her everything else. Hashem, help us all.